Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning in. We're so happy to be back. Yeah, we are. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. And we're here to have a conversation, as always. Yes, let's have For it. your viewing and listening pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> We've, uh, let's see, we were gone, what, was just last week we were off? Yeah, you were on vacation. Yeah. How, how was it? I was on vacation. Tell me about it. I, yep. rented, I rented a jet ski. Yeah, I sent did. it. Um, sent it sun. super hard, and it was yeah. great. In the Outer Banks. Yeah. Did we you see them filming down there? Mm, no. no, I thought about watching the TV series though yeah. after going down. Yeah, um, I've never seen it. I have no idea what it's like. So me either. My reference yeah. to it is only because I've seen it in my Netflix when I'm scrolling past mm-hmm. it to get to the next thing. Yeah, <laughs> we um, jeez, <laughs> oh, we were on our way to the jet skis, and my wife was like, "You better listen to the instructions. You better not get kicked out of here." <laughs> instructions? Because I was like, oh, "Were there instructions?" Yeah, you just, I mean, all stupid kind of things. Like, you can't be within 100 yards of somebody. And she was like, so don't taunt me, because she got one, too. 100 was, yards? Yeah. That's the fun part. I know, right? And no wave jumping, and I was, because you could do a donut and then jump your wake, and they didn't, weren't having any of that either. Really? So, yeah. So, but I still sent it. It was great, and I would do it again. Did you jump any waves? No. I did get a little squirrely a couple times, but there's only one person out there watching, so uh, okay. if you catch them with their back turned, it's fine. Uh, it's right. all good. Yeah, it is. But did you yeah. do one of them jetpack things too? <laughs> no, I would flop so hard if I did that. I'm like the least coordinated person I know. I'd pay to see the video <laughs> of that. Would you pay? Because I would do it if you paid. I would pay. I wouldn't pay you. I'd pay. The you fee. heard it here first. He's yeah. paying for it. Wouldn't that be cool though? I'd like to do one of those. Yeah, it would yeah. be. I don't even know where. I don't know. Or what they're called. There's probably one down Ocean City, you think? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there is. There's got to be. Just nasty Ocean City water. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I mean, you know. It ain't Florida. It ain't the Keys. I didn't know if that was like a Florida man kind of Florida pun there. No, I don't like know. Like nasty Florida or like. Uh, no. Nah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anywho, well, we missed you. Yeah, I, I missed, missed you. I missed you around here. My I, goodness, I could tell. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, just you know, I just need to go away every once in a while, so I I get appreciated. So I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I appreciate you. You don't need to go away anymore. I appreciate all. You I don't do really want to on a anymore. regular basis. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. So we missed last week, and then I think we missed one a couple weeks ago because I was at teen camp. Yeah. Um, but. We're back in the saddle. No more vacations. And Here we are. Prayerfully, and um, no more missing. So I think we're I think we're good. Are you? Are we just talking about uh, last week's message or the or the message before? Are we doing two and one I or what? I thought about doing two, yeah. but I felt like we usually go way over talking oh. about just one. Oh. So might yeah. as well just keep it going. So just one. Yep, just oh, one. Okay. All right. So today we're talking about your message that was titled "Am I Spiritual?" which I thought was really good. Mm. Not that I would say anything different. Yeah, but because um, you like your job, right? Just I, d- I do. Just I do kidding. like my job very much, and I'd like to keep it. <laughs> no, it's not like that. Please contradict. Huh? Yell. Say what needs to be said. That's. I that's don't want a yes man. <laughs> we. This um, is not an independent Baptist shirt. No. <laughs> Before we get started, I have a random question that I would like to ask that I think everybody would like to know the answer to. Okay. Um, And I was thinking about it. My answer is pretty simple, but what's something that you feel like just in general is like super overrated? Overrated? Yeah. Like something that you feel like everybody's all over and you're just like, eh. Hmm. Something everybody is all over. I mean, I'm pretty like for it 
and here for it for everything. I don't usually have that type of attitude towards anything. <laughs> so there's nothing that you just don't like that you feel like other people like too much? Uh, let's see. I'm sure there's something. Man, you're putting me on the spot. What's yours? The Olympics. Oh, I feel <laughs> if you hey look if you like the Olympics no judgment <laughs> he said I just Olympics. think that you need to find better ways to consume your time um yeah I mean I guess for some guys sports is like their thing super yeah I mean it's everything yeah and I would say no that's highly overrated overrated <laughs> yeah <laughs> I agree. I've never so yours been is the Olympics and mine is sports. No. I, w- I would, <laughs> I would agree under the sports umbrella though. I'm not yeah. very impressed by pretty much any sport. Yeah. I mean, I, I or love, entertained, should I say, I love basketball like as a sport mm-hmm. and you know, overall there, was, I guess there was a time in my life when I kept up with it. You know, I don't know why I never was into, you know, my grandfather is like super into college basketball. And I would watch it with him, but, you know, I was never, I didn't really follow it as much, but I would keep <laughs> up with the NBA and it's just not, I don't know. It's more like political. That NCAA or AARP. <laughs> I tried to make a joke on yeah, that. I, and it oh, I see where Yeah. <laughs> didn't quite make it. Nope. But yeah, I think uh, sports, I guess I, I just get tired of the politics in it. Yeah. You know, and so I, I guess that would be the pick. Yeah, sports. I agree. I've never I I want to be interested in sports. Yeah. And I think we've had this conversation before, but I just I can't. And honestly, I really want to be into it so I could play on a fantasy league. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's the, that's the I'm point. like, man, I really want to play in the Naked Bible Fantasy Football League. Yeah. But I don't know anybody. I, I just I'm not into it. I mean, so. maybe if you just start start small and but it's but then there's like I think about it and then I'm like, well, if I'm gonna be into it like that, I've got to watch and pay attention and read. And then I'm like, I got all these other things over here that I want to do yeah. that I don't have time for as is. I think it's so I'm not gonna make time for a stupid sport. Well, I <laughs> think it is a, a priority thing. And for me, I think a lot of guys, my perspective on it, find rest in in it. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a good thing. You know, and so yeah. I think that there's there is benefit. Yeah. Just not for me. Yeah. I, I think. Maybe. And I think politically now it's just a, even with the Olympics, it's like, you know, my wife was like, oh, they're wearing that for. And I'm just like, I just I really just wish we could watch things without them being politicized. Like that would be really nice. Seems impossible, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah. So I, I was not interested. And then I was even less interested when I. Yeah. You know, when so I go, though. You know, like if I go to the O's game or something like that, and I've I've wanted to to get on like the Mark train or something, and go down and watch the Wizards play. Um, but when I go, I enjoy it and I love it, and mm-hmm. I want to keep up with it, and then I fall off. Yeah, you know, but such is yeah. life. So I guess it's I guess sports. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So sports stink, but you know what doesn't stink is the Holy Spirit, hey. which is what we're talking about. Yes. Um, and if you do like sports, we're happy for you, and yeah. we want you to continue to pursue that. And we want a cut of your DraftKings money that you win from betting. So drop that in the link there. Um, <laughs> just kidding. There is Hit no it. link, but there could be. Send Our it. Patreon. <laughs> if you want behind the wall content. Yep. Um, so we're talking about the Holy Spirit. There and is no wall. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <So> anyway. Um, <laughs> there, um, I was going to drop a, a line, but nobody's going to know what I'm talking about when I say it. So that's okay. Um so yeah, the Holy Spirit, and yes. this week was introductory. You ever notice how 
those that come and God bless you and I love you <laughs> come from a Pentecostal background. They don't say the Holy Spirit. Have they just say the Spirit. No, they just say Holy Spirit. They say Holy Spirit like he's you know like a person. Mm. They treat him like a member of the Godhead. Like it should be <laughs> right. Right. So instead of saying the Holy Spirit, I've noticed that it's like Holy Spirit says this or. I'm going to pray Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Like, they don't say the in front of you it. You know what's interesting about that is, I, and it was interlinear, which Has is Has anyone different. else out there noticed that? Anyway. I've never noticed that, but that's interesting. I just picked up on that because there's uh, people in my family that are crazy about Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. God bless you, and I love you. God you know, bless you. You You're know crazy. who you are. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, though. As we're getting into, I mean, this is, th- this is it. This is the part, the controversial part of... Corinthians, of course, there's other things, but like this is the part that, as you if know, the head covering wasn't bad enough. <laughs> well, I mean, like, <laughs> go back and listen to that when it's good. Yeah, denominationally, you know, this is a huge divide. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about controversial scriptures, which shouldn't be controversial, but they are. Uh, and I think it's fun because a lot of Baptists that I have talked with in the past, and for the most part, this is the this is the case. They'll maybe in their office or you know, among other pastors, they'll be like, well, yeah, I don't really know. Or it could be this, or I've never experienced that, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just going to go with this, or I'm going to go with that interpretation. I'm going to take the, e- really, it's saying, I'm going to take the easy way out, you know, and the comfortable way out because they've never been around those types of, of giftings before, you mm-hmm. know, uh, because those gifts are shut down in churches like that. And so yeah. um, they take the safe way out, you know, and so if you have a pastor that hasn't um, really dialogued much about these texts, some of the things that we're going to say and get into are going to be pretty uh, contrary, I would say. Yeah, yeah, you know? I would agree. Mm-hmm. So anyway, get ready for it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Here they come. I haven't seen his notes yet for this week, but I usually get a day or two or six hours preview. <laughs> 30 seconds. It just, it just, yeah, dep- just, just put it in just depends on the week, yeah. Yeah, just change some stuff. Well, usually Evernote, like I, I texted you the other night for him, and I, Evernote just never sent me... Like, I usually get a notification yeah, I when think you it share was, it. I think it was in your inbox by Wednesday. It was. It was, like, the 29th. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. Whatever day it was. Uh, whatever. But um, it's interesting that you say that because I was reading, and I read it in an interlinear, so I can't confirm that it's a fact or not. Um, but there was no Genesis 1-3 where it talks about the spirit hovering mm. over the waters. Uh, in English, it's the spirit of God. Huh. But in Hebrew, it's just Ruach Elohim. There's no definite article. It's just spirit of God. Ruach. Yeah. There's no like the, it's just spirit. Just spirit. Yeah. Holy spirit. Which was interesting. I haven't, you know, can't make any specific claims at the moment, but. Well, I, I think it's just more that that's his name and you don't say the Matthew Robinson. Yeah. It's just Matthew Robinson. Right. That's what I'm saying. There was yeah. no definite article present. Yeah. So that kind of, you know, brings full circle what you just and said. i don't i don't know why like i'm not saying i know why they do it or if there's like a, a special you know comment below if you know but i yeah my observation you know a recovering independent baptist has noticed mm-hmm. that all of my newfound pentecostal friends and family because mm-hmm. we yep. have we've had um for those of you that may watch this or see this uh that are friends with me or whatever and don't know our church context of course we planted um you know of course i'm Baptist innately just what I've grown up with and there have been things that I have shifted and changed on through the years but uh, that's that's been my core position doctrinally Mm -hmm. yeah and we have seen uh, the Lord has led uh, Holy Spirit has led 
Uh, quite a few folks that have come from a Pentecostal background to our church lately. And I celebrate that. I think it's neat. I yeah, think it's it awesome. Is. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm speaking not just from a perspective of my family, but from our church. Mm-hmm. Our church has seen an influx of those that have, and I love that they feel like they can worship and it is super neat. Isn't yeah. It? And come and And I want this series to make it more comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. I want this series to produce more commonality and more common ground for people to uh, be able to worship together in their giftings. Yeah. And so anyway, I think people on both sides of the aisle will feel like they get their teeth punched because you won't probably, you know, those who are more charismatic will not hear what maybe they think they'll hear. And then those who are who knows? on the polar opposite end of it will hear things that they either haven't really, mm-hmm. you know, heard before or yeah. maybe never took that way. And I think it'll be, I think it'll be helpful conversation. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I really am. It's I'm here for it. Me too. And um, <laughs> I'm so here, so here <laughs> for that right now. Um, oh just kind of jumping into that, I thought it was when you kind of first started your message, you had made, you made the statement, let me read my notes here. You mentioned that your, your perspective on scripture and how you approach it, which this will come to be evident, I think, in the, in the coming, uh, you know, weeks as we talk about this has, oh crap, just closed it. Bear with me. We're live. I think I know where you're going. Yeah. Spoke to Moses. In Moses' days. Yeah, I, w- I just, Is you that know. Re- you, what you were going to say or no? No. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm a terrible host. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Look, we didn't prep. We're just shooting from the hip here. I did prep. I just closed No, no, notes. no. You did, but I'm saying we didn't. No, like, we ha- we never yeah, talk about this. We don't this. talk this about this. Is this is all. This is all. We. Yeah. I probably should have clued you in a little bit. No, no, no. Never do. Go, it's always go whatever way you want to go. Like and comment. Comment what you want me to ask him next week that's off the radar that he's not prepared for. Yeah. Or private message me because he'll see that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just, you know, looking at, and I think that there's a lot of things that we used to think were just not okay. But the fact that you admitted that like, yeah, I've changed a lot on things in the past five years and that's mm-hmm. okay because I'm not perfect and I'm not, <laughs> you know, consistent in the same way that Jesus is, you know, he's the same forever. Right. You know, <laughs> but he kind of knows what he was talking about. He knows what he from, was talking from about. The beginning. And I feel like we're on a constant journey of trying to figure out what he was talking about, yeah. what Paul was talking about. And so I guess maybe if you could just take a second, because I, I feel like it's looked at in some circles as like, well, that's a compromise. You changed what you thought, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, or to, to quote, <laughs> you know, you're blown about, with every wind of doctrine that comes through yeah. and it's easy to, to, you know, to pick a, to pick a bone with somebody on that. But I feel like from my perspective, what I've seen is, is changing your view on things like coming from a, a place where you're humble enough to change what you think is not a compromise. It's growth mm. is how I look at it. Mm. Um, but <laughs> how do you feel like you, I mean, you, I feel like you probably believed mostly the same thing your whole life. That's how you were brought up. Yeah. Everything is, black and white and scripture there's yeah. no gray areas mm-hmm. and how do you go from that like what was there like a watershed moment where you were just like hey you know what maybe i've been looking at this through a different lens for a long time or maybe i need to look at it through a different lens yeah does that make sense yeah it does i mean you've kind of had a front row seat for I have. for years um which has been interesting i should be asking you the question what has it been like having, <laughs> having a compromising changing youth pastor uh you know it's compromiser. I know there, it's <laughs> so loaded. There's so much to that. Um, I know me and I know how much, uh, I know how much, uh, how do I frame this? I know how much of a better place 
I'm in now than I was then. And that's just being transparent. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really healthy for me, you know, and I think that uh, I was having a conversation and they'll know. We're having a conversation. That's true. They'll know who they are <laughs> listening to this, uh, uh, but I'll not say who or what or the nature of it. But uh, I think there is a lot of people that reach a certain age in that uh, type of environment, that independent Baptist environment that, um, you know, they just start questioning things. And there's no room for that. There's no room for dialogue. Right, and you get shoved out. Right. And so for me, uh, and I, I've like experienced that firsthand, you know, from a perspective of going all the way through. And I'm not the most intelligent. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Um, so I may need to ask things more. And I may need to just dialogue about things more than the other person. You know, there are smarter guys out there that, that maybe understood it better than I did. But coming from... You know, growing up in a Christian school and going to a Bible college that was that one-sided type perspective, you know, I had questions and no one was willing to to have those conversations with me. And so I started having those conversations with authors and books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I hadn't have read Desiring God by John Piper, um, you know, it, it it made an impact. It began the process. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the first one, but I'm just it's. That's an illustration. It's the one that, that sticks out. Yeah, it's an illustration of me beginning conversations um, with authors, with people that I could dialogue with as I was reading their books and then find that safe place. And if I hadn't have done that, I honestly, I'm, I know this is probably a really big statement, but I probably would not be in church today, uh, much less a pastor, mm-hmm. much less someone who actually helps guide others spiritually and helps them in their spiritual walk and in their spiritual process, I would probably be a long ways away from church or any church for that matter. Um, yeah, but I began conversations in my private time and, you know, in my walk with the Lord, um, that I couldn't have with other people. And so thinking about in, in that context of you've compromised, you've changed, you know, you're exactly right. It's, I do see it as growth. Mm -hmm. And I know that because I know where my heart was. Yeah. And I know that I was so far deep into the thick of, you know, I I don't even, I hesitate to use the term legalism because there are people that maybe will watch this that are still in that. And I don't want them to be offended by what I'm saying. I want them to see it as for what it is. But, you know, I was a youth pastor doing ministry work seven days a week because I didn't have a day off back then. Thank you. God bless you. You know who you are that did that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just in the thick of it and questioning things in my Mm -hmm. heart and questioning things, you know, in the Bible, because ultimately you reach this point where you've read the Bible for so many years. I had read the Bible so many times and then I start to see things, you know, and I start to in, in spiritual maturity go, that seems like a contradiction that seems like something that's not true, you know, and the answers that they would give me weren't good enough for me just to accept. I had to, I I had to have a real answer because there are so many things that just are not real answers. And where I'm at now, just to kind of, you know, show, showcase that journey is I don't have to have an answer. Right. Ooh, like it's a nice place to be. It really I is. don't. Yeah. It's not, I understand who God is. And who he has revealed himself to be and who he's revealed himself to be in my life. And I not, not only have, 
you know, what I would call some sort of, um, you know, book knowledge of, of kind of who he is and how he's been working for years and years. But now I have an experience, mm-hmm. you know, he has walked through things in my life and Holy Spirit <laughs> has been there, you know, and, and it built me up from the inside out. And so there are things that people put, you know, their faith or their trust in God vicariously through constructs that are built and standards that are built. And if those things are torn down, they view that as God being torn down and, and the, mm-hmm. their relationship with the Lord is being torn down. But after viewing this through the fact that the King James Bible is not my relationship with the Lord, like th- I'm, I'm in a great place, Yeah, you know, when there's a translation issue or whatever, you know, and, and this isn't about that, but that's an illustration you know, I don't have to only have that term, right? King James onlyism. I don't have to only have that intact for my faith and relationship with the Lord to be intact. Mm-hmm. You know, one is not predicated on the other, right? You know, and and there is so many other like really smart people that are believers and Christians that that just have safety net after safety net after safety net for people to fall into mm-hmm. and and find. Good, I would say, uh, what's the word, apologetics, you know, to to kind of like, you know, sure their faith up in those regards, yeah. but it's not necessary for right. their walk mm-hmm. and relationship with the Lord. And so it's very freeing, you know, uh, when you are in a relationship with the Lord and when you are discovering things in the Lord and it's okay and it's fresh and it's new and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other, it is this old, clunky, rusty construct that is how it should be forever. Mm-hmm. Hashtag old pads. Right. Even though they've existed for less than a century. But, yeah. I digress. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, what about what about this passage of Scripture that's telling us that we can experience something new today? We can experience something in a real way in our spiritual form, uh, spirituality. And that's the the neat thing about finally seeing, you know, right? It's not in your English Bible. If you just read this in, in the English Bible, you would totally miss the point of chapter 12. Mm-hmm. He gives two different Greek words. Um, one is, if I can pull it up because I'm forgetting right now. One is pneumatikos and spiritual gift. And spiritual gift in verse 4 is charisma. So, you know, you have two different words. So Paul is saying two different things. Mm-hmm. But I would have just read spiritual gift right from the get. And you know, just glossed right it over gl- it. I would have glossed right over it. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's like a, a prime example within this text of, of seeing that there is more there that Paul is trying to get across. Um, so anyway, it's just a beautiful thing to be in a relationship with the Lord with the Holy Spirit. Um, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to make that full switch yet, but <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> but it's, you know, where, where I'm in a relationship with him and, you know, he is teaching me and instructing me. And, and that means that there's new things to experience today. Yeah. And so I feel so liberated in that. And whereas before, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. And that verse was crammed into every part of theology. Yeah. You know, so it, it's just a it, I I mean personally and and nothing to uh slight on any man of God, 
you know, but, you know, there's a huge control piece that I think pastors are just not willing to relinquish Yeah. when they say, okay, these giftings are for the church today and we're just going to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. That's scary for a lot of leaders. Well, yeah. Cause it's you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean like something crazy could happen. Like the church doing what God wants it to do. Right. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid. Holy spirit forbid. So that's kind of yeah. where I'm at. I'm, I don't see it, you know, I know where I came from. I know the the feelings and the hurt and all of those those things that that went with that. And so, uh, for me, you know, every step of the way has been the Lord, and mm-hmm. He has just led you know my wife and I and, and now my family. So, you know, I'm not in a place where I'm denying, <laughs> you know, the Lord's existence and uh, denying the fact that He's not you know He's working in my life. Right. You know, so yeah. it's it's hard for me that's to the say. apologetic is that he's at work in your life. Yeah, that's the confirmation you need. And I'm not saying it. I don't know if anybody's been listening to this. Uh, have you been listening to Christianity's today? Uh, Christianity today, the rise and fall of Marcel. No. Oh, man. What? Oh, a, man. Oh, man. What a what a crazy podcast. I don't know if it's good or not, but it's just I mean, it is good. It's good journalism uh, on the rise and fall of Marcel. But it's amazing to me how like how much that church is like independent Baptist. <sighs> You're right there. Sorry, we, yeah. We've been was talking about fundamentalism so long. I yawned. That was, um, <laughs> <laughs> and this is what happens to the conversation. Right. Oh, uh, rabbit trail. Yeah. No, I, I'll have to listen to it though. I, I think, I think like for me, I, I was like way late to the game in fundamentalism mm. compared to you. So I think for me to like switch out of that mode was a, a smidge easier for sure because it just, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I always, you know, it was a couple of years. I was a couple of years in, then go to Bible college. And, mm. you know, I just, I had a lot of questions. I was hungry. Yeah. And I just, it never felt satisfactory, mm. I guess. Like it just never quite, it never quite clicked for me. And, fine, you know, years and years and I mean, gosh, six years removed from being back from college now. And, I'm, you know, now things are starting to click and I'm like, oh, OK, the data, it, it all just kind of comes together. You sure. know, it makes a whole yeah. lot more sense. Yeah. And N.T. Wright. Um, I love that guy, by the way. Read his books. Um, <laughs> N.T. Wright said something uh, uh, when I first started listening to him, like, I don't know, two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was he said, I think every generation needs to interpret the Bible afresh for themselves. Ooh. And that made me really uncomfortable at the time. I was like, yeah. what, what, what? why why do we need our own interpretation for each generation mm. but now i see it like now i hear that and i'm like yes like that makes yeah. that makes so much so much sense mm-hmm. that we should be bringing perspective to the scriptures from from our perspective and not from the perspective of those not not excluding the perspective sure. of those that have gone before sure. us but but br- coming to the table with our cultural mores because our culture and how you know it affects how we read scripture and mm. it affects what what exactly sticks out to us when we read scripture. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a couple of other some other advantages to that as well. But you know it's important. Um, but it's just I don't know. It's kind of neat to be in a place where you're not really concerned about well, what's what's so and so going to think about me thinking this way? And honestly, which I don't really have many friends in you know at this point in the in that circle in that circle anymore. So I don't really care. And I have very different theological views i think than than most mm. um well i don't know that's an over uh, most and yeah. you know what i mean yeah i'm different but it's I'm di- yeah very yeah very much so it's the end of your day you're tired 
Huh? It's yeah, okay. A little bit. That milkshake set in. you're yawning. Yeah. We did have Chick-fil-A for lunch. It was wonderful. It was great. It was blessed. But, gosh, I turned off my, my notes again. <laughs> you're right there. Goodness gracious, I'm on the struggle bus. Um, anyway, I just to put a you know a, a bow a on, bow on, on that on gift that there piece. to segue into our next point here. Yeah, because it's it's just you know it's important to look back and see where you've come from and and where you're headed. Yeah, you know, in in mm-hmm. terms of your relationship with the Lord, and so don't be afraid, don't be scared to step yeah. out in into unfamiliar waters. You it's know. really fun. You should try it. It is. And I think that's what's neat about just having a variety of, I mean, we've got reformers, charismatics, mm-hmm. fundies, all under the same roof, or yeah. ex-fundies rather, um, you know, and everybody's kind of coming together. And I feel like a lot of people talk about how important it is to have a multi-ethnic church, to have a multi, uh, whatever term you would use for age, like a broad age range. Mm-hmm. That has you know or whatever you multi-generational. know multi-generational multi yes that's the term a multi-generational church, but I also think that there's a lot of value in having a church that has you know under I'm hesitant to say what I'm going to say but just different like theological beliefs too yeah multi-theological church if that's a proper term interdenominational denominational would that be it. I, I don't get, know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't. Yeah. Y- but you know what I mean, though? Like, I, th- I feel I like it. it's just kind of it's really nice to have all these different perspectives because it's not an echo chamber. Yeah. And part of it, it just sees, you know, the fact that it, and there's de-churched people everywhere. Right. You know, but it, it, it really gives a testimony to the fact that Jesus is in each each one of them. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about how you know, we're buddy, buddy with the Catholic church down the street. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. Right. We're, what we're not saying is that we're people you know, who have the same core qu- beliefs, core beliefs, you know, and how we're, we're seeing the Lord work in our church mm-hmm. in an incredible way. Right. Through people that even though we have not tried to press people into a cookie cutter mold. Right. Right. Yeah. And, that, and, that's what we're trying to say. And yeah. it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's definitely not easy. And it has its challenges, but uh, it's been neat to see the Lord work in that way. It and, is and, neat. And this, I think, is just this sermon. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Yeah, the link is in the description. Feel free yeah. to go listen to that at your leisure. I listened to it yesterday because I was serving downstairs <laughs> on Sunday yeah. as usual. Um, but yeah. it was good. It was really good. Yeah, I think And like I said, I'm not obligated to say that. I am entitled to my own opinion per what my contract says. <laughs> um, you know. So it's good. Uh, <laughs> um, so spiritual gifts. So one of the things that you said, and we'll just keep moving here. Um, this I thought was significant, uh, thinking about the idea of a gift. Like spiritual gifts ultimately like splinter off of the gift. Mm. And so I have written down here that there's there's more to the gift. And like you said, the I think there's so many people, especially those who maybe would call them, and I think it's a large percentage of people, would call themselves Christians but who don't, you know, actively attend church at all mm-hmm. um you know and they view salvation as the be all end all it's like oh well i'm saved I, I pray at home like i don't have to go be a church with hypocrites is the common line i think um yeah but they view it as the be all end all and i think the problem with that is the gift isn't a one-time thing the gift is a process <laughs> just like salvation itself i think is both a finished work and also a process that works itself out already but not yet already but not yet but uh, I, d- I thought that was neat how you kind of brought that out. Like, listen, the gifts, like, you know, they're they're an extension of yeah. the gift. Yeah, Paul is using kind of the same language. And grace, you know, 
I thought it was just so interesting just in word studies, you know, grace is a part of these definitions Mm -hmm. of what these things are as far as these spiritual things. You know, you could say spiritual, the first verse in chapter one, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse one is, is the connotation is to being a, a spiritual person. So it's this gift, right? And I think that's why the translators use that word gift. And so we'll let them off the hook, right? Yeah. Because it's, it makes sense to say it that way, but it, there's just so much more to that. And Paul is saying, look, when it comes to being a spiritual person, you're working in your spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And that's really verse one to verse four. Yeah. So when it comes to receiving a gift, that's the beginning of your grace that will lead you to receiving and working in the gifts that come with that. Mm-hmm. And that only comes by the Holy Spirit. Right. Like upon upon receiving grace, you should work towards using, u- <laughs> using, using, <laughs> forgive me, please. I'm tired. It's okay. um, using your gifts to then distribute grace to others and to the body. Yeah, we got to go back to filming this earlier in the day. Next yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry, I messed you up. We're here after, uh, well, yeah, after hours, I guess. Yeah, it's all good. Even though our Google business page doesn't have hours on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that that's, as we lay this foundation for the Holy Spirit and chapter 12, really through chapter 14, verse 37, I believe, but it could be 43, chapter 14, I can't remember. But, um, you know, through through toward the end of chapter 14, you know, the idea is, Paul is saying, this is about what it means to be spiritual. And and this is something that needs to cut through the noise of in 2021 with churches and church culture and uh, all of the garbage that, that we see that is dealt with in our churches. You know, it's like, you know, and, and I think I talked about it a little bit, but we really need to get back to what Paul was talking about as far as being spiritual. It's not being nice. Right. It, it's not. Even I just didn't feel very loved. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. There, you know, we could all go back to time after time after time where we had a, a falling out with someone in a church context, you know, because they weren't getting what they need. Mm-hmm. And this th- this is saying that if you're a spiritual person, you are acting in your giftings that were delivered to you by grace that the Holy Spirit is now using and is applying them to the body of Christ for a common good. There is no room for this self-exaltation, this self-absorption of glory and of church giving me what I need. Like Paul has already stripped apart so many aspects of this church, you know, where they were just being selfish or they were just being showboaty, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. in, in their... Rhetoric. The pride issue. A hundred percent. And he's saying, look, when we get to this idea of being spiritual, uh, this pneumatikos, uh, I, I want you to be spiritual people. And the only way for you to be spiritual people is to act and work in the giftings that the Holy Spirit has to work with in your life. And he gives those as he wills. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he needs you. He needs your body. He needs you to submit so that he can work in the body of Christ. Right. Yeah. And that is what's so amazing. And and I love it. And it's I think incredible. that's a that perspective is missed on some is that, you know, by you know, you yielding and using your gifts to the for the body, for the church, yeah. you are allowing God to work through you in the church and for the church. Yeah. And that's I mean, if we don't if we're not like if we don't look at it that way, we view it as like, oh well, you know, 
I come and I sing and nobody cares, mm-hmm. you know, or I, you know, I work in the nursery and, you know, I'm, I'm not appreciated or, or, and, and, you know, or the, or the flip side of that. I'm so amazing. All right. Right. Exactly. Where would they be without me? Exactly. And, you know, yeah. And I think there is two sides to that coin. We either look at it as we're not appreciated and right. I'm just doing this for no reason. We don't view it as though we're allowing God to use us in that capacity right. both are or wrong. both are wrong. Or on the other side of that, you have what you said, the same thing where, you know, you're the greatest thing ever. Where right. would the church be without me? And, and the reality is, is like God's just using your gifts. And if you don't allow him to do that, then he will find somebody else who's gifted to use. Yeah. You know, the church will move forward with or without us, yeah. I think is the point. Yeah. You know, with, with or without the giftings that we have, we can choose to squander them or we can choose to use them for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, um, oh, sorry, I got a nose itch. Um, one of the things that you said in your message is that we, we get so wrapped up in, in our 21st century Western, like fast paced lives mm-hmm. is that we give our gifts to everybody, but the church, you know, we come to church because it's, you know, quote unquote, it's our rest day. You know, the Sabbath is Sunday is the typical you know, it's the day of rest, so I'm just going to come hang out at church. Which is wrong. Right. I'm not going to do anything because i got to go to work the next day. Or right. I was at work the day before, and we'll go to work the next day. Right. You know, we don't look at it as an opportunity to serve the body. We look at it as, as an opportunity to be served. Yeah. Because we're consumers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just uh, how much better, and this um, we have yet to discover this in our church and in our context, but we will, I believe. How much better would we be? in those areas that we use our spiritual giftings in areas outside of that spiritual context, how much better would we be in those areas even if we used our giftings in our spiritual context? hundred percent. If and the primary focus was that's using right. them for, yeah. And we got what we needed from other people in our church that filled us up where those areas that we needed them. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to go out and live our lives and build our lives and, and, raise our children and, and work in, in different aspects and in, in different areas in our town, where would we be in, in that area mm-hmm. if we got what we needed? Man, you're, I don't know, you're speaking a foreign language, a church that edifies and builds each other up. I mean, wow. And that's, that's profound, kinda, right? So I had <laughs> a, a lady in our church uh, was talking to me about a prayer ministry, mm-hmm. starting a prayer ministry in our yeah. church. And I think that that's like maybe one one avenue, one way that we could uh, build each other up, give yeah. space. We just need more space for it. We need more space where we are giving a word for someone else, mm-hmm. you know, praying for someone else, letting the Holy Spirit speak uh, to us for Holy someone Spirit. else, letting Holy Spirit do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just so difficult for us Baptist folks. It's so easy for Pentecostals to do it. Uh, so we just need to find a common ground where we let Holy Spirit <laughs> build up his church let's just call him yahweh people. covers all of our places whatever form yahweh. he comes in spirit son father yeah, all man. and i kind of see that that like circular you know the way paul is framing it in the beginning mm-hmm. of chapter 12 you kind of see that that's what he's doing but um anyway it's it's just we're we're this is the first sermon right this is the foundation that we're laying we're just on getting this. your feet wet that's, that's all we're doing that's it and we're preparing ourselves um, to actually live and work in our gifts. And look, God forbid we change the order of service in our, mm-hmm. in our services, right? You know, the God forbid we change the service time. But it's like, that's where I'm at. You know, as we come out of this series, you know, the Lord has used each, you were talking about, this is kind of funny to me, but 
you're listening to old sermons or, or downloading them and uploading them. It's really and, funny, and kind of Speaking of what, listening to you change, <laughs> I was listening to some of them to find out what the title was, to figure out what the heck it was because it wasn't labeled. And I'm like, man, he's changed a lot. Yeah, man. So just listening back through fi- almost five years, which is really cool. Yeah. But uh, five years of sermons, you know, and uh, there's there's so many different things. Each Each book of the Bible that we've studied, each topic that we've gone through you know the lord has just taught me things and revealed Mm -hmm. things to me and he's brought me i just feel i'm a i'm a total sheep at this point you know i'm just being led you know and i feel like sheep yeah where are we going to be in in a year wherever you want us to be lord that's really Mm -hmm. how i feel yeah and i feel that coming out of this series coming out of first corinthians we chose it on purpose we knew we needed to enter into it we knew we were ready as a church to go into this passage and look, wherever we come out of it, like I'm here for it's it. It's gonna be good. I'm ready. We're here for it. Yeah, Tony, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. My going through <laughs> your sermons, I was telling you earlier, you're like just and it's it <laughs> sermon titles are important. Yeah. And you have so many of them at this point. Um there was a couple things that I thought were funny. I had a couple that were just my all time favorite <laughs> sermon titles. Oh, uh, yeah. number one I think was Cloudy with a chance of spirituality. Oh, that was probably my number one favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, number two was plant-based theology. <laughs> that was a funny one. And um, a lot of them have food references. I wonder right. Why. I love food. <laughs> um, gosh, there was another one that I'm drawing a blank on, but and it was also interesting. And in probably across four series, you've used the sermon title "What Good Looks Like." Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, as Steve would Steve. say. Uh. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We love you, Steve. Yeah, man. Um, but it's just it's interesting to look through all that and I think we've got yeah. about a hundred files, which isn't really that many. Well, maybe it's more than a hundred. Well, not everything made it. You know. That's true. No. A lot of it didn't make it. Yeah. But most of it goes we go back about three years, I think, with our audio recordings. Yeah. There was uh as we shifted got new sound equipment, new technology, mm-hmm. you can see where things we missed, improved. We missed some weeks. <laughs> Thank the Lord. And that's another thing, is if you go back <laughs> and I'm and I'm re uploading I've I've yeah. I've gotten it all together. I'm categorizing it, and we'll be re-uploading it um, to get our feed straight. Um, but if you go back, and you can hear the audio quality improve <laughs> from episode one, where there's like a constant <laughs> ring, and then you know just like muffled, yeah. and then yeah. now it's just like yeah. crystal clear. Yeah, and it's gonna keep getting better. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna keep. It's gonna continue to get better. Yeah, which is how it should be. But um, yeah, it's it's just been fun, man. It's been a while. I'm getting in this, and you could probably tell this reminiscing mode, mm-hmm. you know, as we approach October and that five-year mark, we filmed a ton of stuff over the weekend. Five years. We've been around for five years. Yeah. We, we just, we filmed for a couple of, of new projects, a couple, one project for the five-year anniversary, but another project that I'm really excited about that's going to be coming out in the coming months, mm. uh, coming weeks, I should say. It's probably going to come out pretty soon, but um, yeah. Drew's yeah. on a camping trip, so. Oh, yeah. It won't be this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drew's going camping. Yeah. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's exciting to see. And as I reminisce back through, it's just it is the Lord's grace. Mm-hmm. We are here um, because he's so gracious. We're mm-hmm. undeserving of it. And I just I hope to, to go to this next. I hope to go into this next season where, you know, I'm living in my giftings more and I'm allowing and enabling other people to live in their giftings. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's one of the interesting things I've learned being in ministry. The short time I've been in is that, you know, I, I really, I think really hard about 
you know, what, where, because we have all these posi- volunteer positions to plug people into, and I'm like, how, like, I don't want to just fill it. Like, yeah. I, w- I want to enable somebody to use their gifts in the body, yeah. not just fill a position because I make somebody feel obligated. Yeah. And it's more difficult than just filling it. Yeah. But ultimately, the end result for that person and yeah. for the ministry is better. Yeah, that's right. Know? That's right. Mm. Well, good stuff. It is good stuff. So one last thing that I, th- I thought was uh, something that you said. Er, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what you said, but giftings do not equal spirituality and vice versa. Mm. These two things are different. Mm. What you do does not make you spiritual, and then you being spiritual doesn't mean you're gifted. <laughs> yeah. I, well, maybe that's probably wrong wording, but you get what I mean. Yeah, what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to get at is there's an order to what Paul is, is sharing. Yeah. You know, the concern is first being spiritual. And not letting that be determined by your spiritual gifting, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think if we can get to that place where we are concerned with being spiritual beings, like truly about about our spirituality first, then, you know, we will, you know, we won't categorize and even though Paul did it a little bit and we'll get into that. But and I think for good reasons, but uh, we won't elevate some gifts above others, right, you know, and despise some over others and. You know, he, he says desire all of them, you know, but at the same time, I feel like when we categorize our giftings above our spirituality, you know, that's when we can become hollow. Mm-hmm. We can become empty, you know, because we're chasing something that this isn't about us performing. This is about us living in his presence. Right. And him working in our giftings mm-hmm. that he has bestowed on us. So we first just need to focus on being spiritual. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I was with that statement. That's kind of the, the framework that I'm really trying to drive home here. Yeah. And I think that we'll be able to use, utilize our gifts better if we are spiritual. Mm. Yep. If I'm catching what you're throwing down. Yep. Mm. That's it. Mm. Love it. Mm. <laughs> Love that guy. Love it. Yeah, man. Well, well, I think... Go ahead. No, I think that's about <laughs> all we have to cover, unless there's anything else you want to cover. No, a, no this is Just a really solid message. Uh, like I said, the link's in the description. You could find the message notes that he preached from that has the all the different things that we talked about in there. Uh, they are there for your viewing pleasure. Um, and you can even download them and keep them and preach them for yourself if you hey. choose. Just give us credit. Um, him no. credit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about plagiarism like the SBC does. Ooh, Got we'll edit that part out just in case yeah. they watch. Nothing's mine anyway. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. It's all good. It's all the Lord's. Uh, but anyway, thanks for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe. Please subscribe. Tell your friends about it, and uh, we'll see yeah. you next week. God bless you. God Love bless. you guys. God bless. Do less.